We want to be our best, feel our best and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. To find joy, good health, balance and contentment, we need to show valour. This is valour. Valour is courage. Courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome. On the Valor Podcast, we share the methods, strategies, and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valor. Okay, welcome to the Valor Podcast, Matty Miles. How are we doing? Yeah, good. Good, thanks. Um, I'm pretty stoked to have you on here. You've had a wicked journey this year, and mm-hmm. the reason I want to get you on um, to chat was your journey was like extraordinary, but also very normal. And relatable to people at the same time. It's yeah. like, it's awesome. And it's something that so many people want to achieve in the gym. Yeah. But so many people keep failing to do that. Yeah. And I think your story is a lot of that as well. Like yeah. multiple failures on that. Yeah. But you've sort of set out and achieved something wicked. And it seems like you're on a roll with your health, physically, mentally, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so that's why I to get you in. Um, I guess the, the main gist of this story is only... Ooh, a month-ish ago, mm-hmm. um, you completed your first 10K. Yeah, which felt awesome. It was so good. I loved ask, yeah. asking you after it. I'm like, how did it feel? You're like, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was comfortable. Yeah, I could do that. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. So. so that was... You didn't even do a practice run at 10K? Not at 10. So I think the, the most I did was 8K. Yeah. Which was still good. And then that was the first... Like on the day, it was the first time I did 10. Yeah. Yeah. And what's awesome about this is at the beginning of the year... You said that you could, were lucky to be able to run about 200 without stopping, 200 Mate, meters. I, yeah, I could not run 200 meters. Like when I, when I tried, I was just completely out of breath and just it felt horrible. I just couldn't do it. So yeah, it's been a bit of a journey this year. Yeah, I, know, I remember just in you know, regular classes or when you joined us at the track in COVID times and that, yeah, yeah always found running hard. Yeah. Um, so guess a lot of this what we're going to ask throughout is just about, I guess, in the past, being maybe less fit, unhealthy, mm-hmm. um, and we'll just sort of talk about that journey as we go. Um, so, I'll let you kick it off. You just tell me from... Well, no, actually, I'll kick this bit off. I'm going to ask, <laughs> uh, why... Because, obviously, to be, if you can't run 200 metres, you're somewhat unhealthy, somewhat unfit. Yeah. Have you always been relatively unfit prior to now? Uh, for a long time, yeah. So w- when I was a kid, I grew up up on the Gold Coast, and so I surfed a lot. Um, I went to a school where they put a huge emphasis on sport, and so basically every lunchtime playing footy. Um, so kind of when I was younger, I was really quite fit and quite skinny, um, and then work life took over, and you know corporate and trying to climb up the ladder, and the the classic story of um, you know working. Work took over more of my life than it should have. Um, and so probably for the last 10 years, it was just like there was no fitness aspect of my life at all. It was all just work. Did you have any like other hobbies over that time? Um, yeah, I played um, uh, music. So um, it was kind of, you know, not fitness related, but it got my mind out of work. So um, I was part of play violin, part of a few different orchestras and whatnot. So I did have that side of it, but. Yeah, nothing, nothing really physical. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like 
like we were saying at the start, this is a not so common, common story. Like yeah. it's common to get, you finish school and you go to university or you go to into mm. the workforce or both. And then once you get into full-time work, it's just so overwhelming. Yeah. That you just drop everything. Yeah. And then if you get into family and all this stuff as well, there's another added thing. And then yeah. we're just all of a sudden we're like flat yeah. out. Flat out. And we give up on all the things that we love. We kind of forget how to play. Yeah. And all these things. So, like, it's cool that you managed to keep your violin hobby going at that time. Yeah. And um, But, yeah, so often that gym or just any type of fitness, just activity or play. I don't want to just call it gym because there's so many different ways to get fit. Mm. Um, just go out the window. Oh, 100%. And, yeah. and it's the most common issue that people have even when they come to the gym here, when they stop coming a bit mm-hmm. or end up suspending or cancelling or whatever it's always a time thing like yeah. I'm too busy at work yeah and it's very hard to say to someone well you know make time yeah <laughs> it's not 100%. that easy yeah um did you ever find that it was time or was it more of like a just being buggered from work good of both so time was like there's a number of excuses that I used and so I think part of for me was identifying that I did like give everyone a lot of excuses as to why I wasn't turning up so, like, time, one of them, I was, before lockdown, I was driving into work five days a week. And so, I'd get up, you know, try and start work at seven. So, I'd be up at five, driving to work. And then I'd work, like, a 10-hour day or something. Come home, and, like, the only class I could even do would be 7 p.m. And by that time, like, just not, you know. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it. Like, it's just, yeah, I'd, I'd turn up and just be like, oh, I cannot be bothered. I'm just not going to do it. And there'd be times... Um, but that I'd not come to the gym for maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks, just because I couldn't be bothered. Did you ever feel like the pressure or the the thought that you need to turn up, you know, four, five, six times a week for it to even be worth it? No, I mean, one of my goals really early on was, oh, if I can just turn up two to three times a week, like if I can just walk through the door three times a week, that'll be something. And even achieving that was tough because it's, you know, time and all of the energy and so like I never really even thought about coming five six times a week because I'm like I can't even come two times a week so I'm not even going to think about that yeah 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 often we have someone that's sort of feels I think it might be just be the pressures of the gym and the industry and that is mm. you feel like you have to come almost every day mm. and so a lot of the time people go well if I can't come every day then fuck it and they just don't come yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. Which is, I'm glad in your case, where you're like, I just need to show up. I just need to turn up. Just yeah. need to walk through the door. Yeah. That's all I need to do. And even in that situation, sometimes it can be pretty hard. Like you mm. said, if you're working, getting up at five, mm. where are you working? Uh, Hawthorne East. So yeah. Like, yeah. City. <laughs> it's just all traffic. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's like my worst nightmare. Yeah. I like hate, because I live in Botanic Ridge. So literally yeah. it's 10 minutes when there's no traffic. Yeah. And exactly 10 minutes. And if they, if I hit one bit of roadworks, I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> and I know all the different routes that I can take when mm. there is traffic. I'm like, oh, I could have taken that route. Fuck yeah. Or if I accidentally take the wrong road at the wrong time. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's done. 10 minutes for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually going to Hawthorne. No, it'll be, uh, yeah. <laughs> and even now, I leave early. If I, I go in the work, uh, office maybe like one or two days a week. Yeah. And I'll leave early so I can miss traffic. So it'll take me 45. I'd rather drive for 45 minutes and then, you know, like read some books or meditate or something at work before I start, then sit in traffic for an hour and a half. Absolutely. Like, worst, my biggest waste of time ever, just sitting in traffic. Yeah, I always yeah. thought if my, 
if I had a job in the city, mm. I would try and negotiate with the boss. I'm like, can I get here at 6 a.m.? Yeah. Can I work from 6 till, you know, 1 or whatever or yeah. 2 or whatever it is and then bugger off yeah. just so I don't have to... Like, I'll put in the same amount of work. Yeah. I'll do all the things that I don't need to call people for mm. up until 8, 9 o'clock. Mm. And then from 9 till 2... I'll be on phones, in meetings, do all those things. But at two, I'm out of here. I'm beating the traffic. Oh, that's exactly what I've done now. Yeah. So I've said, I'll, I'll start early because a lot of people in my work are in New Zealand. And so like my 7am is their 9am. So they're all starting work anyway. So I'm like, I'm going to start at New Zealand time. I'll finish at like one or two Australia time. Come home. So that's literally what you've done. That's exactly what I've done. Oh. Yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. It's like yeah. such a silly, obvious solution that... We don't all make. Yeah. Did did that change through COVID? Like, did that is that what kind of made that? Yeah, change? That, that was the that was one of the catalysts of change of of like you know basically we all had to overnight we had to work from home, which was fine because we all work we all work remote anyway. But it was just suddenly I had an extra three hours in my day, and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna like you know get to the gym like I said I wouldn't do all the things that I've been making excuses and then what happened was I just worked more yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> which it was like I was a bit of a workaholic and I was just like oh I've got three extra hours I can get all these extra stuff done and so I just worked more and you, you just, probably didn't even get paid for it either nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I sort of noticed that both ways with people that especially work in corporate they mm. either did that mm. and just worked more yeah or realized holy shit I can get all this time back in my life and do things for my life. Yeah. And yeah. might have had a bit of both or started with doing more and then like yourself yeah. have managed to go on. Actually, no, I don't have to do the extra. Yeah. It's me time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even prior to COVID, like so many, um, I remember I read a lot of books, things like four hour work week and stuff mm. like that. They talk about, you know, this can be done. Like you mm. can do more remote work. You don't need to be in the office this much. And so many people were so, like there's so much pushback on it. Like, yeah. no, no, you can't do that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You've got to have meetings. Yeah. You've, got to have, yeah. you've got to be, you know. <laughs> and then when it was forced on everyone, everyone's like, oh. Yeah, this is way more productive. We can do this yeah. way more. We can go to the office once or twice a week mm. and everyone's happier yeah everyone's getting more work done everyone's seeing their kids more yeah this is awesome mm. yeah and it just had to be forced on us so as horrible as COVID was that was such a benefit I oh. think for the corporate world so yeah it was so good and you know like COVID was a horrible time for a lot of people but I think the one good thing that came out of it was real focus on what's important and also balance like now or for me specifically it's I really honed in on what's actually important in my life and I'll set my own boundaries and just say no nah, like I've, you know I'm part of the 6pm crew now I'm, I'm there at 6 or else they're on messenger going mate where are you what's going on um, and so I know that you know and I even put into my work diary when I'm planning the start of the week all right right I've got to you know I've got to leave work by three I'll get home chill for a bit, get to the 6 p.m. class. Like, I make it a priority and make it part of my... I actually put it into my work calendar out of office because yep. I'm at the gym. And I'll make it known that I'm at the gym during that time so you can't have meetings yep. with me. Leave alone. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, bosses and higher-up levels also learn to respect people's yeah. time a little more as well. Yeah, um, for sure. It's all about boundaries, isn't it? Yeah. 
Just put up some boundaries. Yeah. That's what the agreement is at the beginning of the job in the yeah. first place. And they just <laughs> you will like, work X hours and then, yeah. Yeah, you just do it. But you work X hours, but we're expecting X plus. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't do X plus, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to write that down. But yeah. 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 But, but um, the thing that I also notice is my work is really, like I'm really lucky where I work. It's a, from a, For a corporate gig, it's probably one of the best places I've ever worked. And it's... They have, like, you know, on the first day that I started, they had a mental health awareness session where they made everyone tools down and, like, they had brought someone in and said, hey, like, mental health is a thing and you need to look after it and here's some ways to cope and, like, you know. And um, they put a huge emphasis on balance. And so they're sitting there telling me, like, make sure you go to the gym, make sure you eat healthy, you know. And so a lot of it, I realised it was actually I'm the problem, not, you know, I can't blame the place that I work because they're, yeah, they're telling me you, yeah. yeah they're supporting me through the journey so and a lot of that is like there's an abundance of research out now mm. over the last 10-15 years that's telling us this mm. and telling companies this there's so much out there that explains that yeah that doing work that way by putting yourself first putting your family first putting that time in first makes you better at work yeah and now you see all these companies trialing four days on three days off yeah. And they're equally as effective. Yeah. Um, the book Stolen Focus by Johan Hari talks about all sorts of different things related to stolen focus mm. or losing time, procrastinating phones, all that lot. But there's a section in there that talks about the companies that started this four-day work week mm. and they're killing it. Yeah. They get paid the same yeah. and they get the same productivity and the amount of work done. And they've yeah. done all this research that showed how much time at the desk of the office or whatever was wasted on just Facebooking and oh, yeah. just downtime. Yeah. And it's like, you've allocated X amount of hours, so I'm going to use X amount of hours. Yeah. So if we just cut it back by yeah. 8 to 10 or whatever it is, you still use those hours mm-hmm. and you're often not under the pump. Um, I think when they say that, there's a lot of people that are easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that, it's maybe not, doesn't work for every place and a lot of companies I think need to shift and adjust things to make it work mm. but the results according to the data and that on those companies that are doing that it's so good it's so effective yeah. everyone's happy they've got three days extra day with their family yeah. you've got happy people then yeah. you're going to work more if you've got people that can go to the gym and yeah. run up to 10Ks from 200 in a year like yeah and I've noticed that even in my own work like I, I'm way more effective and you know like my time is spent so much more efficiently because my brain's way more switched on because I'm exercising and eating well, you know, whereas before I was building such bad habits that like I just couldn't think, I had just had brain fog every morning and I just couldn't think clearly and now I'm much more switched on, much more kind of articulate in the way that I interact with people at work. Yeah. 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 Um, Do you find like that you've probably been told this stuff a million times over yeah. and it takes like the millionth time <laughs> absolutely yeah. um we like as a coach the amount of times we present the information that's required yeah whether it's diet or exercise or you know spend more time with your family or you know measure yeah. your food do it slowly yeah let's yeah the amount of times yet yeah, we have to explain to someone someone might get it the second time yeah someone it might take five years yeah. and then one day they click and they're like oh I get it now. And for yeah. us, it's like us coaches, it's for us to just be patient. Just yeah. be like, yeah. all I can do is provide you and like lead you. It's yeah. like, you know, horse to water thing. I'm just going to yeah. lead you to it. And one day you'll drink. <laughs> I'm not going to change the um, the message. I might change the delivery of the message, yeah. but I'm going to keep delivering that message. Yeah. I saw like a meme. Oh, I can't remember it exactly, but it was like, 
it was a it was like a secret to like health and fitness and yeah. it was like you know yeah manage your food intake you know move your body exercise yeah. most days and then it was like Frodo Baggins and he's like oh keeping all your secrets or something <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah it's really not and even if you listen to the intro to this podcast you kind yeah. of like secretly tell everyone all the things just the key steps that you need and yeah you're right you hear it you hear it a lot and it's not until you get like a, an emotional connection or some kind of some kind of trigger that makes you go oh hang on a sec like I've got it. I've got it. Maybe I need to start doing some of this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Which, and when someone does do it, we can't be like, I fucking told you so. (laughs) We're going to be like, fuck yeah. I'm so glad it's clicked for you now. Like, let's go. Let's do it. And that can be like, I don't know, reading books. Mm. I'd say over and over again, read these books. Mm. And some people are like, oh yeah. Yeah. And then they won't read the books. And I'm like, gosh, have you just read this book? But all I can say is just trust me, read these books. And one day if they read them or audio book them, and then they come back and they're like, oh, so glad I read that book. And then things just happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's it's a catalyst. There's there's always a catalyst. Mm. That's that's a perfect segue. I just want to ask you. um, This has gone way off like the timeline (laughs) that I was predicting for this podcast, which means after recording one prior to this, it means we are back if we're sort of going all over the joint. Right. (laughs) So I'm going to go back to other things, but because Mm. that segue was so good, what was the catalyst for you that got you finally going? And then we're going to go back to attempts and fails. Yeah. yeah. But because we're on catalyst, we'll just stick to it. Yeah. Let's okay. start with catalyst. What was it that this time at the start yeah. of this year finally went, ah, oh, I see things? Yeah. There wasn't one thing, it was a, a number of things over a period of time. So, like, in no specific order, I remember standing, um, going shopping at Fountain Gate and, you know, for new clothes, needed a new dress shirt, and it didn't fit properly. I had, you know, quite a bit of a gut on me and I had to go and ask the person to get a 3XL instead of a 2XL which for me was like oh man like come on I've not had a 3XL <laughs> before I've yeah. never had I've never had a 3XL and I you know I put it on and it fit my stomach but my shoulders were all sagging and like mm. it just clothes didn't fit me well and for me I was just like oh this shit. Is, yeah shit like this is not good <laughs> um and then kind of at the same time went up to so mum lives up in Harvey Bay or lived up in Harvey Bay um and she I went up and just the, it's a retirement village and, and whale watching yeah I've seen some whales out oh, there and for, yeah mm. I mean it's a great little town yeah. <laughs> it's awesome but I just looked at and you know retirement village people are going to look old which is fine things sag but it's like more how they moved that really hit me like mm. like when I'm that age do I want to be moving like that and then you see like another person same age going for a run and just looking super fit and it was kind of a bit of a I've got to choose what path I'm going to go down because I can. the path I'm on is the can't move, need a red kind of wagon through the shopping center. Yeah. Or I can be the guy who's running, doing like a run along the beach when I'm 70 or 80. Like, which one do I want? I'm like, oh, that's... I yeah. want a good one. Yeah, I want a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, I, yeah. my like first, I think I was still finishing off my PT course and I was doing placement. I think that's what it was. Mm. And I was at this little, there was this little gym in Mount Eliza behind the high school that I went to and they had squash courts. Yeah. And there was this old lady. Yeah. Um, well, she probably was oh, 60s maybe. So apologies, that's not that old. Mm. She was in her 60s, like white hair mm. and she was just whipping young blokes asses playing squash. Yeah. She'd whip one bloke for half an hour, he'd go out, another bloke would come in, she'd yeah. whip his ass and I was like, fuck. Yeah. 
that lady is a weapon. Yeah. It was the coolest thing. I was like, I yeah. need to be like that when I'm in my 60s. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and so it was, it was that, yeah. And it was, for me, it was looking at a little bit of looking into the future going, if the path that I'm on is going to take me to a place that I want to go, so something needs to change. Um, and then when I, I turned 40 in one of the lockdowns, the earlier lockdowns, and like in my mind, I'm like, I'm on this big Europe trip and, you know, had this huge trip planned. And actually I was kind of just sitting there going, oh, like I'm unhealthy. I'm not fit. Like I feel terrible. Like my life isn't going where I want it to go. And then I thought, okay, 40 is the year going to do this. And then I turned 41 <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, nothing's to end. That was February this year. So yeah. I think it was from about like start of this year that I really started going something needs to change because if it doesn't I'm just gonna I'm, I, I don't like the path that I'm on and so yeah awesome mm -hmm. um I remember at the start of the year we went to the Enchanted Garden and did the um the high ropes course yeah. Yeah. and I thought that was awesome that you came down you were like yeah, yeah I'm in shit yeah let's go yeah how was that at that stage for you? Oh, that was tough. <laughs> <laughs> I know you loved it, but I remember you said it was tough. I loved it, but just like climbing up the little ladders. And even at one point, like there was this part where I'm like, am I even going to fit in that little gap? And like, it was a struggle. Um, I loved it because it, it was challenging myself. Like not the biggest fan of height, so from a height's point of view, like, but, and I made it through and I was happy I made it through, but like, it was just like, and there's two courses there, two set, and they put us on the high one. Yeah. That side was high. We've yeah. done the other side several times, and yeah. that's not that high. Yeah. <laughs> this side, the first one we went up, we were like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> this is the highest I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, and it was, it was fun. like, physically, I was out of breath, and it was kind of hard to get across, but I just, you know, made my way across. And then I think I, um, I had a lunch to go to, so I got it pretty early, but... Like, I was happy that I made it through the course, or majority of the courses, but also very aware that it took me a lot longer and it was more difficult, so, mm. yeah. I'd love to see you do it now. Yeah, same. Yeah, I reckon you blitz it. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's go back um, to, yeah, maybe work time, being less fit, less healthy. Mm. Um take us along that ride a little bit, take us along like maybe attempts to change and... Mm. Um, yeah, so it always, like, I always knew that going to a gym was one a part of how I needed to kind of get fit. And so I did, you know, F45s and your Globo gyms and whatnot. And I didn't really... Like Global Gyms, I'd just wander around for 20 minutes. No idea what I was doing. Like, um, <laughs> pretty standard. Yeah. I'd lift up a weight going, I don't know how to use this. I'd look at machines and I'm like, I have no idea how to use that. And then I'd go home. <laughs> There's like some buff blokes doing yeah. heaps of bench and heaps of curls. Yeah. There's really lean chicks just on treadmills. Yeah. And then there's like 80 people just wandering, wandering. around, <laughs> hoping that what they're doing is right yeah, and yeah. hoping not to look stupid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. And because no one knows you're there, there's no accountability. If you don't turn up for a week, no one actually cares. Like, it's just, yeah. So, Global Gyms, F45 was a bit of a, for me, it was, like, I've got nothing against it, but for me, it was like sensory overload. <laughs> Like cram into a room with way too many people for 45 minutes and blast music and just hope that you make it. I'm like, oh God, it's my it's worst like weightlifting in the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was my worst nightmare. So I, I've got friends who do that and they love it, but for me it was just too much. And then yeah. I found here and it was just, I don't know, a lot of it was community. Like I was, you know, I was very, very quiet when I first started. 
like spoke to nobody, sat in my corner, like got my things done and just went. Cause I'm like, okay, if I can just turn up and do my thing, I have no idea what I'm doing. If I can fake it for a little bit. <laughs> it might happen. It might happen. And yeah. then, yeah. So a, a lot of the attempts before I started here was just your global gyms and, and whatnot. And then here, um, I turn up maybe every two weeks or so for my <laughs> fortnightly gym session. Um, but because I didn't talk to him, because I wasn't really connected in and because I wasn't coming enough, um, it was like every session was my first session, which gets exhausting after a while because you're like, oh, I'm constantly meeting new people. I'm constantly learning new moves that I've probably done before, but I can't remember. You'd write things up on the board and I'm like, oh, I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> <laughs> There's language that I don't understand. And then because I'd been doing that for a while, like I started telling myself this story, which was, you should know this by now because you've been coming for long enough. And like, I built this story in my head where everyone, you know, I'd walk in the door and I'd tell myself that people would look at me like, oh, this guy again, like, what's he doing here? <laughs> Doesn't know what he's doing. And then, yeah, so a lot of it was actually trying, but then, I, you know, some of the failed attempts was due to my own state that my mind was in, Yeah, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's, mm. yeah. And that's also so common. This is like yeah. a theme, isn't it? It's <laughs> it's normal. All of yeah. this is normal. We yeah. absolutely create stories. Mm. You probably walked in like everyone's going to be going, oh yeah, he's the guy that shows up every two weeks. 100%. See you in two more weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, he doesn't He'll quit one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you tell yourself that story. And then I think one day I'm in the Sunday check-ins, I messaged you and it was like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. And your response was, don't be silly. That's like, you know, that's silly thinking. No one's thinking that. Just come in and like, yeah. come in and talk to the coaches. And from that moment, it kind of just clicked. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm the only person telling this story. No one else is, you know. Yeah. And when you get in and you get to know the people, you realize that nobody is sitting there looking at new people going, oh, I hope they fail. <laughs> yeah, everyone's <laughs> getting around like fist bumping. Yeah. It's like, oh man, you put like, you know, do you need some help? Or yeah. like, yeah, so... It's a comp what was actually happening was completely different to the story I was telling myself. Yeah. yeah. And that's common a bit, even in like, especially dieting. Um, people yeah. tell the story that they're the person that fails dieting. So mm. whenever they failed that diet, mm. they can just go, well, of course, I'm okay. the person that fails dieting. Yeah. Yeah. People do that for years, yeah. like 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And they, and because, and that's, I guess it's like your easy out. It's your, you just, yeah. if you don't set that bar any higher, then yeah. you can never fail. Yeah. Oh, that was like, me. Yeah. That was me for years. Like, okay, I'm going to start on Monday. And then by Tuesday, you'd fail. And you're like, oh, okay, okay, I'll start next Monday. And then mm. you like, you do that cycle for years and you don't, you're not learning. Like I'd try different diets and try and eat well, but like that was one of the things that I was failing at and just not changing my approach. I was just trying the same thing over and over again. Yeah. 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 And that's common. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> Your story's not special. <laughs> <laughs> Give me something special so far. It's common. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great chat in court salon with one of her clients just chatting about similar sort of stuff. Like yeah. she's talked, she's like the last 12 years, she's like, I've done that. Tried something and then stopped and then tried it and stopped and then done a diet and stopped. And she's like, and she you know, uses the scales and stuff. And she's like, over that 12 years, she's like, I've only increased by five kilos. And I'm like, that's actually pretty awesome. Mm. I was like, you know, you've got kids, you've got all these things. Like for a female over a 12-year period in their 30s to 40s, like five kilos, that's... That's, that's pretty good. That's normal. Yeah. Like that's fine. And she's yeah. like, oh. And then, um, yeah, but she's she's the same. She's told herself this story like, oh, I'll try it, then I'll quit it. Mm. That's me. That's what mm. I do. And then we'll, I was like, you know, and we we're talking about... um like 
just tracking her food. Yeah. And I told her about the, the perspective of, because she sort of said, and, and this is because of the bodybuilding work, she's like, I'm scared to track and get obsessed and rah, rah, rah. And mm. that's a common thing that people say. Mm. And I'm like, that's because of the bodybuilding world, making mm. people obsess over it and dial it into the, you mm. know, the minute calorie. I was like, I tell people that it's about collecting data. 100%. You collect data yeah. and you, you just do a diary for a couple of weeks yep. and find out what the result is. Yeah. And you go, okay, so my calories are X and the protein might be, oh, the protein's really low. Mm. This is common. The protein's always too low. Mm. You're like, oh, so all I need to do is just drop that down a little bit and then boost the protein a little bit mm. and do that for a month yeah. at least without jumping on the scales just it has to be trial and error mm. and then you collect the data over the month mm. and then you sort of see what happens mm. and then you're like okay things kind of went in the right direction yeah well, if they kind of went in the right direction they're going in the right direction let's just keep doing that let's yeah. not fuck with it yeah let's not make it harder yeah um so we talked about those sorts of things she was like oh oh that makes sense yeah. and then and then we even talked about um females and female cycles and mm. i was like what do you like when you're getting close to your period, mm. she's like, oh, like a lot of women, cranky, eat more food mm. and then you eat more food while you're dieting and then you crack it at yourself because you ate more food. Yeah. So then you eat more food and yeah. then you start again next week. Yeah. And I was like, well, well, maybe during those two weeks leading up to your period, you increase your daily amount. So instead mm. of going in a deficit, maybe let's just go maintenance for two mm. weeks mm. and then you won't be so cranky and then you won't smash blocks of chocolate. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that will work. And then I was like, and then those good two weeks, then we'll diet. Yeah. Because if you just go diet, fuck it up, diet, <laughs> fuck it up, diet, fuck it up, diet, yeah. fuck it up. At the end of the month, you've made no progress or you've, yeah. you're in a, in a um, surplus. So yeah. you've eaten more. Yeah. The thought of going to a maintenance, especially for a, a, a female to go to a maintenance for two weeks, they're like, fuck no, I don't want to mm. go on maintenance. Yeah. I'm not going to lose weight if I'm in a maintenance. Yeah. It's like, but if you go two weeks maintenance, two weeks deficit, Every month for 12 months and you just keep doing that, you'll see proper change mm. and you'll feel good about yourself. You'll have mm. better energy um, and all those things. It's that longevity thing. Yeah. And she was like, oh, so if I just did that 10 years ago, <laughs> I'd be in that position by now. Yeah. And then what I said to her was, yeah, but if I told you all that 10 years ago, you probably nah. wasn't, you weren't ready for it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that and like that whole if you had told me that ten years ago, that was a another part of my kind of I guess my journey is that I when I you know forty forty one sat there and I'm like okay when I turn forty two, I can either have the same feeling or I can be feeling really good about myself depending on what choices I make. Mm-hmm. And so like that whole you know you weren't ready for it. I probably wasn't ready for any of this when I was twenty five because I may not have needed it. Like no. you know, but when you know. At the time that I did need it, um, I think, you know, really looking at the future and where I was headed, I started to actually take some of the information and go, okay, like what, am I, what actions am I actually going to take to make this change? And, you know, at work we do test and learn all the time. And so I'm like, all right, let's just put a test and learn experimentation lens on my life and see what works and see what doesn't. Yep. Yeah. You try stuff and see what happens. Yeah. 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 And I guess that just takes a bit more patience. You know that... A, one, a week later, you're not going to get the result yet. No. You need to no. collect, like we said, collect data with food, with yeah. calories, with training. Yeah. You collect data. If you yeah. want proper evidence, you're going to have to collect data for a month or two months. Yeah. And then go, oh, ah, yeah. sweet. Well, yeah, I, I did that collecting data. Um, it's funny you say that. And that, and as a part of my, all right, so like, 
what's my baseline without even dieting or trying like what happens yeah and i learned very quickly <laughs> that one of the habits that i built especially when i was driving into work was i you know i started it i'll just go macca's dive through get a coffee yeah so i've got a coffee on my way to work you know and then it turned to, oh, I just get a coffee and banana bread. And then, oh, I just get a coffee and banana bread and hash brown. And then <laughs> before I knew it, I was eating 1,500 calories before I even started work at 7 a.m. <laughs> and when you don't have that information, you're like, yeah, I had a snack. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I just I ate a bit of food on the way. And then when you've got that information, you're like, I've eaten three quarters of my daily calorie intake before I've even started work. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And and that yeah, and you can fix that easily, easily, easily. Yeah. You can go and you can still go get a coffee. You might just get a small coffee. Yeah, probably don't get the hash brown and <laughs> the banana bread. Well, I mean, a lot of it was I wasn't eating because I was hungry. I was eating because I was bored. Yeah, and so to fix that, it's like okay, you make a coffee at home or a yeah. tea, or whatever. Like, and then you put on a podcast. Yeah, and then you fix the boredom. You've still got a hot drink on the way to work, and you've maybe consumed. 50 calories, not 1,500. <laughs> yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. It's always the snacks. It's always oh, the snacks. Yeah. Um, this same same person, she won't mind that I'm talking about her. <laughs> she, <laughs> she said she, was, she tracks and I said to her also, I said, um, be aware that your, say, 1,600 calories mm. that you're calculating might not be the same as someone else's 1,600 yeah. calories. Your 1,600, according to your calculation, could be 2,000. Yeah. It could be 3,000. Like, we yeah. don't know. We don't know how much, like, how you're measuring all those things. So, I was like, that doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter as long as it's consistent. Yeah. yeah. So, if you go from 1,600 and that's not working for you, so, look, it probably means you might be at 2,500. Yeah. But keep it at 16. You're yeah. going to have to maybe aim for 1,200. Yeah. Um, and then she, what she said was, um, the important part was in terms of snacks, whenever she gives her kids a snack, she collects tax. That's her tax. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, she gives them a pack of twisties. Give me a those couple of tax, twisties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the tax. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those things can add up yeah. real quick. Yeah. Real yeah. quick. And depending on what type of food you eat, because like often if you're, just, if you're eating because you're bored, you could just as easily eat carrot sticks as you could a donut. Yeah. But you just choose a donut because it's sweet and way better. Delicious. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's more just to be chewing on something. Yeah. 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 So yeah, snacking and snacking. Snacking is tough. Yep. Um, how many attempts do you reckon it took? Oh. <laughs> if I have to count, uh, a lot. Yeah, like yeah, over ten. It was just, it was all, almost like it was. I just continually attempt, but I I knew that I had to do something or try something because doing nothing was not you know not good. But yeah, at least ten, if not more. Yeah. Um. What are, what are the things that maybe were most beneficial for you, like supportive-wise, whether that's mm. people or family or friends or like mm. some like, I guess what you call them, like protective factors or supportive factors that you think have been important for you, that you think you've needed or mm. have been able to bounce off to, to keep you going? Uh, I think definitely connect, connecting in with community here. Like there's some amazing people at this gym and everyone is, you know, gets around each other and really supportive. And um, I just found a, look, just a few people who I could really connect with. And I think that was one of the huge things. Like I, I remember being at um, Opens in February and like I was nervous as because, you know, <laughs> it's a competition in front of everyone when I couldn't do much. Um, and yeah, I was like, all right, I'm just going to have a crack. And then there, from there, I met a whole lot of people who I didn't usually train with and just connected with a few people. And I was just like, 
and then they'd message me and be like, oh, you know, you're coming to Saturday class or, you know, and just so getting connected into that community for me was a huge, one of the things that has really changed my journey this year. Yeah. Like was just being able to not only be accountable, but actually like feel part of something bigger than just me turning up by myself, standing in the corner, not talking to anyone, lifting weights and then going home. Like it's actually, you're part of more than just you. Yeah. Yeah. Which that was... That was a huge one, like the, the support that you get as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I found, I've naturally found myself like supporting others through that. So like, I'll you know, I'll just kind of new people come in and I'll just be like, oh, you know, you're doing really well. You're lifting well. It's great to have you here kind of thing. And I'm not doing that out of anything else that I know how valuable it is to kind of really just, you know, support each other because it makes me feel really good yeah. supporting other people. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and you know the benefit that will have for them. Yeah. If that if you can just say that one thing, yeah. that means that they'll show up tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's good to be aware of that. Yeah. And that's maybe a hard thing to be aware of, to realise that everything that you say to someone, like supportive or beneficial or mm. constructive, could just be that thing that someone needs. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's just it doesn't have to be massive or a big deal, just like, Oh, great to see you today. That can be it, but you don't know how much that means to the person who's sitting there in yeah. you know like in the car park afraid to come in because they're just like this is way too much yeah that was me for so long so, yeah yeah um just the other week um that guy oh, you would know ryan who comes in in the evening he yeah. hasn't been in for a little while but he finally come back the other week yeah so ryan he's so lovely he's he's on the autism spectrum yeah um and he hadn't come for a while yeah and just and you know how people on the spectrum can be quite blunt and things like that. So he came yeah. in and Kate was like, Ryan, like, oh, I'm so stoked you're here. Yeah. And he just gave that, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then I saw him, I was like, oh, it's the best. I can't, I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. Everyone at 6 p.m. is going to be pumped that you're here. Yeah, and yeah. he just went, yep. yep. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what have you been doing? He's like, ah, just a bit demotivated. Yeah. Just a bit lazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he gave me. It's like, Oh, I love you. So yeah. glad you're here. <laughs> but even though I think he he receives it in that way and responds in that way, I know deep down oh, he would have been stoked that he would have been stoked. people got about him. Yeah, um, absolutely. Especially someone on the spectrum doesn't always receive that kind of, especially because the way that he responds, that's just the way that he responds. That's but, just it, yeah. Which means that someone might respond back to him in a more of a flat kind of yeah. way. Yeah. And we were like, nah, we've got to get around him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I hope it made a difference. I yeah. hope he's been here since. <laughs> <laughs> he might not have. Yeah. We'll see. We're trying. We're working on him. It'll click for him one day. It will. Yeah, it, it will. will. Hopefully yeah. you listen to this. Yeah. It'll like, click oh, for him. If you're yeah. listening, Ryan, Come we're on behind down. you. We miss you at 6pm. Yeah. <laughs> get back in, buddy. Um, okay. Well, let's get into this run. I want you to tell me from the start, include some cool things along the way I know running club you're uh, probably team captain unofficially the captain yeah know, yeah so tell us about this cool journey yeah um, I want to know so at the start of the, like, at the start of the year um, I was just like okay what are, what are the things I want to achieve and so I wrote down some goals and I wrote way too many like and I looked at them and I'm like, I'm not going to achieve them all. But yeah, that's like, a mistake, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know. At least there's something there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And one of them was, I want to run 10K. And when I was writing it, I was like, oh, maybe I should change it to five because like make it a bit achievable. Like, no, 10, 10's fine. Um, and I found myself, like, I really, I hated running because I didn't like it the way it made me feel. Like, everyone else is like just running like it's nothing. And I'd, you know, get to the end of the driveway 
and just behaving and you know it just made me feel like a bit useless if i'm honest mm -hmm. um and so i found myself cherry picking like wads and saying oh it's got a 400 meter run in it i think <laughs> i'm busy or sick that day like <laughs> i'm just not gonna do that and then i found myself cherry picking so much it's like oh, i've got to turn up somehow and then i just I, I just was avoiding it like i just didn't want to do it and then one day one night um it was saturday night kate actually posted up on facebook and was like hey guys run club 7 30 sunday morning come down like and i live like a minute away from casey fields track so i'm like oh got no excuse like i know i'm gonna be up at 7 30 because i get up early naturally i'm gonna do it and so okay turned up at 7 30 got 100 meters in and i was like i hate this <laughs> what have i done <laughs> and then um yeah and then it i think it was even that first day i'm like oh i've always you know i've always wanted to run but i'm so bad at it and they're like oh you should train for something like a 10k run and because they said 10k run and it was one of my goals i'm like yep okay like if i'm gonna make it with anyone it's going to be this crew who have already run and you know like get connected in with the run club so i'm like yeah okay i'm doing run club and so i made a commitment on the first day that i turned up that i'm going to do 10ks in october and october i think it was march to october which was you know yeah like decent amount of time away, like yeah. it's not like it's next week yeah um and so i was like all right so and i, I built a habit of every sunday morning at 7 30 was my running time and I think there was only one morning between um, March and October that I didn't go. And every other, and you know, every other Sunday morning I was there, whether it was three degrees and frosty, whether it was raining, I was running because I'm like, I've got to do it. And then I also added on um, like a couple of extra sessions during the week just to kind of, you know, keep it up. So it was really that, you know, running with, the, I knew that running with a group who were kind of pushing me um, would help. And I think the other thing was we didn't, start by running 5Ks, like you, I started by running 200 metres. So you'd run 200 metres, walk 200 metres, and it wasn't that hard. Like, really, it was doable, and then you run yeah. 400 metres. It should be like that, though, in the beginning. I 100%. think if you're so demotivated and at a level of fitness where you're fucked after yeah. 200 metres, the worst thing you can do, and we that's the same that we say in the gym when you start, yeah. don't go hard. No. Don't, no. you know, if, you, if everyone looks like they're going 100%, Mm. And you're like, look, I think I can give 60, give 30. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you'd rather finish off and go, whew, like, that was okay. Yeah, yeah. If it means that you can show up the next time and do it again. Yeah. I would rather everyone just undersell it a bit rather than yeah. smash themselves. Absolutely. And I think that was a key to um, actually continuing was I'd just do what was achievable. So, like, you know, next week I do 400 meters and then... You know, within a couple of weeks, I was doing 800 meters and then maybe like a 400 meter recovery. And I just thought, oh man, like I just ran 800 meters where two months ago I couldn't even run 100 meters or 200 meters. So I think it's just building it up slowly um, and just the consistency, like every single week, just turn up yep. and run. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely the way to go. Yeah. To build it up that way. Um, yeah. Even, yeah, a goal like running, if you do look at it as the whole thing mm. it's so it's such an easy way to just bail on it because yeah. it's too much yeah and you start thinking about how far you've got to go as well you're like yeah. oh yeah got so far to go whereas if you just go i've just got to do 200s 200, 200 yeah. on 200 off 200 on 200 yeah. off 200, just keep doing that little process yeah. then eventually you've you've yeah. done a distance yeah um 
Yeah. I really love that. I know Kate was doing that during lockdowns and yeah, yeah same thing. She, she'd gone from someone who wasn't much of a runner mm. to just built up, built up, built up and got herself to 10K. Yeah. And it's just, and that's how I think all fitness related approaches should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just and start yeah. small and just do what you can, but push yourself. Yeah. Like there's times where I turn up, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to walk the whole time. And you're like, no. You're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Because that doesn't, you know, like, yeah, you've showed up, but just run run 400 meters and then, you know, and then get your walk in. So see how it feels. Like start small, but also know know the difference between going too hard, but also being a bit lazy and, you know, you got to push yourself just yeah. a little bit every time. Yeah. Often yeah. even it might take that first lap or two where you're like, oh, I'll just go a bit slower. Yeah. And then after a couple of laps, you're like, oh, actually, I feel all right. Yeah. And then it's you bump it up. Hard. Yeah. And then you ramp it up. And we yeah. said the same thing in here. Like start slow. Yeah. If you're feeling a bit off, like if you had a shit yeah. day, you know that after being in here, it ends up being a pretty good day because oh. you have a good laugh, you're around people. But after yeah. a shit day, I kind of don't want to go. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Show up with the intention to go at like 20% pace yeah. or even 10%. Yeah. Fluff your way through the warm up. Yeah. And then we might move on to squats or whatever. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, I might be able to give it 40%. Yeah. And you build up and you have yeah. a bit of a laugh while you're training. And then by the time you get to the wad, you're like, look, I'm not quite 100, but I'm going to give it like 70 today. Yeah. And then after that, you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. That was mint. I'm so glad I showed yeah. up. Yeah. There's not been once I've walked out these doors going, oh man, I wish I didn't turn up. Like <laughs> even all the workouts which have absolutely smashed me, you walk out going, oh, I feel great and I'm glad I turned up. Like, yeah. Without fail every single time. And um, and I think like I know that I've, you know, going off a little bit of tro- uh, topic of running, but... Um, I know for me, if I've had a bad day, it used to be, I can't be bothered going to the gym. Now it's, I need to go to the gym so that I can kind of reset myself. And, you know, like it, the, the sh- it's been a shift in the way that I think about what I get out of this place. And mm. you know, so, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's oh, that's been an good. interesting point. Yeah. I, and I mentioned this to someone as well the other day. If you're, if you go to the gym and your sole purpose of going to the gym is like, let's say weight loss. Mm you're in some trouble. Like yeah. it's not going to work. No. It's it's too focused on too stressful of a goal. Yeah. It needs to be, yeah, that could be the goal. Yeah. But you've got to go in and one, you have to have fun. Yeah. Like you've got to go in and enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've got to go in like maybe with the intention to learn something as well. Mm. Whether about, that's whether it's how you move or learning a new skill or something, something about yourself you didn't know maybe or whatever. Yeah. If you go in with those sort of feelings, I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to give myself a push. I'm going to have a laugh. I'm going to learn something. And you just keep doing that. Then the result starts to take care of itself. Mm. And that's very much that running program you've done is I'm not going to run 5K today. I'm going to run 5Ks worth of 200s. Yeah. And it's going to take me ages, but I'm just going to do 200 on, 200 off. Yeah. And by doing those 200 on, 200 off, you've done the 5K. Yeah. It's taken care of itself. The 5K is achieved. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Have to just stick to the little process, enjoy yourself. Yeah. And just do it bit by bit. Yeah. Absolutely. And just for me, what really helped was like 7.30 and Sunday is my running time. Yeah. So like I didn't time. It was locked in. And if someone was like, oh, you want to catch up for breakfast? My response would be, yeah, I'm running at 7.30. I'll be done by 8.30. I can meet you at 10 or whatever it is. Like, Sweet. It just wasn't a it wasn't a trade-off that I was willing to make. Nah, strict boundary. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, um, like, yeah. Boundaries. Boundaries. Boundaries are so important. It's all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then um, like, the five, the first, so between the 10K, I did a 5K park run with Blaze. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, 
because he was coaching me a lot of the time as well like he loves loves a run and um I, he was with me pretty much like 90 percent of the runs every sunday morning he was there running with me um and then i was like oh i reckon you're ready for a 5k like come down you know no pressure if you, if you end up walking some of it that's fine and i remember just the feeling of finishing my first 5k run like a couple months into it and i was like man that was i can do this like 10k is actually going to happen you know i can do 5k and then i did a 6 and 7k and like just built my way up to the 10k but i just remember that very first 5k was like a bit of a all that hard work and all that time like now i can do a 5k quite easily which i never thought i would ever say mm -hmm. those words so yeah like to, from a journey point of view it's started off with that interval training like just committed and then just kind of giving little milestones like on the way to the 10k so yeah celebrate the wins 100 absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. unreal so now you're a 10k runner um what's next um so i was gonna i was looking to do triathlon so i'm like starting to explore what that could look like sweet i already do swimming as a part of my like training so i'll swim maybe two three times a week yeah do about a k in the pool um so that's you know already doing that just looking at bikes and they're, they're quite expensive so <laughs> yeah, they really are <laughs> i've got like a 200 hundred dollar mountain bike that i put together myself <laughs> i don't think it's gonna cut it so like if i can't if i can't save for a bike like immediately i'll i'll definitely do more 10k runs but just a quicker time yeah um i'll try and you know do more in the pool and just get a better time in my 1k and maybe go up to 1.5 or 2ks um and then I did my first comp this year, like that wasn't opens randomly, did all stars. Yeah. <laughs> Literally last minute. Yeah. And one of my goals was I'd love to, I'd love to get fit enough. So my goal for the year was I want to get fit enough so that I can enter a comp yep. next year. Like, so after a year, build my fitness so that I can be like, yep, I want to do a comp. There it wasn't on the books to do a comp this year. Are you glad you just did it? Oh, so glad. Like, yeah. I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I've got, my goal i'm getting fit so i can do it next year and then i think it was Ginny messaged me and she's like um if we don't get someone we've got to pull out because we've got no one and can you just do it and i'm like oh, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm glad i did yeah. like i really pushed myself um and you know met some people that i didn't know that well and kind of really you know um and from that like just super glad that i did that comp because it was kind of proved myself that i could do it yeah um so yeah yeah i think sometimes it is about that it's about uh yeah we sort of plan things for a long time but sometimes yeah. you just got to just rip the band-aid someone needs to push you you need that little sometimes. bit of a nudge yeah. that little bit of a nudge and just that bit of trust and yeah a little bit of open-mindedness and just yeah just go see what happens yeah i guess there is a bit of that fear of failing or looking stupid or whatever yeah and it's hard to trust that someone will like when someone says no nah, you'll be fine mm. and you're like in your head you're like no <laughs> <laughs> it won't be but you will yeah like you won't look stupid you yeah. will, you know people will get around you no matter what well they did like the uh, the first day the last wad i couldn't finish it like it was i i think i went too hard too early and like i was trying to do i was four devil press away from finishing the wad mm -hmm. and literally my body just was like nah like i was <laughs> trying with everything i had and like i had you know around my kind of chest and rib was just all kind of 
I don't know. Shaking, pulsing. Shaking, pulsing. <laughs> it's just like, stop. And then so time finished and I kind of like walked away from everyone, found a quiet spot, fell on the ground. And I think people thought I'd like passed out. And I had every, like, immediately, like I felt bad because it was a team event and I'd failed. And, you know, because I was at the start of the pack, the others couldn't finish it. But they all just got around me like, man, well done. Like you smashed that. Like there was no. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. It was yeah. all, everyone was around me. Like one, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then secondly, like, well done, good work yourself so like all the fears that i had in my head like even if you do fail people are going to get around you and yeah. just be like good work you, you gave it your best shot yeah imagine so, yeah. fears hey yeah um i've got no more questions for you mate i oh actually i do mm. um what maybe would be some tips for other people that mm. you feel like like we said this is not an uncommon story <laughs> it's a very average common story this is a very average story <laughs> It's a very yeah. interesting podcast, though, because not everyone does this. So yeah. a lot of people stay at the "I will one day," it's, yeah. you know, "I've got excuses" kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. what are important things you think that would help others? Um, I think, like, get it, spending a bit of time with yourself, just going, "What's important to me?" and like, "Where, what, where am I headed?" Yeah, and having a really honest conversation with yourself because that's kind of where it started for me. And then the other one, like there's a number of different things that go into your fitness journey. Like, you know, you've got how you move, your mobility, nutrition and whatnot. But I think the, the key is really connecting. Find someone, even if it's one person, who you connect with at your gym or wherever you go to kind of just talk to them and just like just tell them about where you are and get a little bit of accountability in there. Because um, I think that is, for me, that was the foundation of what actually moved this year, I feel like I'm way more connected to a lot more people in the yep. gym than I was 12 months ago. Yep. And that's not like, I think there'd be some shy people right now going like, oh, fuck, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But you are a shy guy. Yeah. You're a quiet guy. Yeah, and if you've done it, yeah. then anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Yeah. yeah. And you, d you don't need to know the whole gym, just just one or two people. Yeah. Like, And it's not even about like, I don't think you need to start walking up to people and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. people will come to you, yeah. but you've just got to be open to them. Oh, Especially in here, yeah. people always say, get around, oh, how was that, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. If someone asks you a question, yeah. don't give like a two-word answer. Two-word answer, yeah. Open yeah. that conversation up yeah. and next minute you've yeah. got a best bud. Yeah, 100%. And then ask about them. Like, oh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Like, just start the conversation. It's scary. Like, I, you know, for me, that was a huge hurdle that I had to get over. But as soon as I did... I was like, oh, it's way better on this side. <laughs> <laughs> way better chatting to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's it. That's, that's it. That's your main one. Yeah. Love it. Unreal. Um, thanks, mate. Thanks no for um, coming on and chatting. That's really interesting and really bloody useful. I know it's nice. a common, uncommon story, <laughs> but it's it's shit that's, like we said, it's important stuff that, yeah. you know, if if one person listens to this, listens to this and goes, oh, like that clicks for them. Yeah. What a win. Yeah. Great podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you listening to this and want to come and have a chat come and have a chat like, absolutely more than happy to tell more of my story definitely thank you nice I've got Harper sitting out the window just knocking on the door <laughs> saying let's go come on it's go. time, time to go alright we're out of here nice thanks buddy cheers this podcast was recorded on Boon country I would like to acknowledge the Boon people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners on which this podcast is recorded and extend my respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples past and present. 
Thank you very much for listening to the Valar Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast. My name is Stuart Cunningham. If you enjoyed the episode, please send us a like, send us a comment, share it with a mate, give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. Every little bit of support helps. Looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week. Yeah.